Welcome to the Anchored Podcast with Pastor Reginald Wayne Sharp Jr. I am so excited that you've tuned in, and it is my prayer that these messages will always help you to remain anchored, regardless of what storm or what season you're navigating. I pray that God would speak to your heart today and that you will never, ever, ever be the same again. Stay connected to Fellowship Chicago. This is Pastor Reginald Wayne Sharp Jr. I pray you stay anchored. Peace, peace. Now, we're in the middle of a series called Message in the Movie, and I'm very excited today. Last week, God blessed us. We talked about generational trauma, and we used the movie Cruella. That was our first movie in this series, and today, uh, we have a new movie. But last week, let me tell you this. There was a clip that went viral from my message on generational trauma, where I was pushing for generational healing, generational blessings. I was so shocked. I'm about to mess his name up again. Uh, say the name. Talib Kowale. Tali Kowale is a, is, a, is, a, is a conscious rapper reposted. He has like a million followers on Instagram. He reposted a piece of the video. When he reposted it, comedian D.L. Hughley reposted it. And so the message has been spread all across social media. Can we thank God that our church is still influencing culture outside the walls? And, and, you know, it's a snippet, so you got to go back and watch the entire message to get the entire gist. But today, our movie is a different movie. Come with me to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 7. And when you find it, stand with me. At least you can go home and say, the preacher moved me. Philippians, Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 7. Stand with me in honor of God's word. Grab your phone, grab your iPhone, grab your iPad. Go to Google, get it. It's the Message Bible. Or just stand in the reverence of God's word and look at the screen because it's on there. Listen at this text. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 7. Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave. He became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. Thank you. you may be seated. I want to talk today from the movie Coming to America. Coming to America. When I first met Bree, this was the real test of our friendship. We were friends first. We were friends first. And when Bree discovered that I had never seen in 2010 coming to America, that put a question mark on whether or not we could continue to be friends. Because my wife said, there's no way you're African-American and you've not watched coming to America. She said, have you seen Harlem Nights? I said, no. She said, have you seen The Wood? I said, no. And then she went to every hood movie you could name. And she, she did one of these and said, your black card is looking real sketchy right now. And so the first thing we did as friends, Pastor, is she made me watch Coming to America. She said, we, we, we can go no further in this friendship until we watch Coming to America. And I don't know if you've seen it, but it is an amazing comedy classic Eddie Murphy is the star. So many celebrities pop up in the movie. But the gist of the movie, I don't have time to explain it all, but there is a, a country in Africa, a metaphorical country in Africa called Zamunda. And in that country, there's a prince named Akeem. And he's dealing with fighting some generational trauma. 
because his parents are used to arranging marriages and he does not want an arranged marriage. He wants to marry a woman who actually loves him for him. That's a whole nother sermon in itself. He, he, he wanted somebody that, that showed him real love. So the lady they had uh, selected that was raised to be his wife, there was a scene in the movie where she said, he said, what do you like? And she responds, whatever you like. And it keeps going, it keeps going, whatever you like. And, and whatever he wanted her to do, she was willing to do it. He said, bark like a dog. And she started barking, hop on one leg. She started hopping. And he didn't want a plastic relationship. He wanted a real relationship. He didn't want an Instagram filtered relationship. He wanted a real relationship. So he and his persnickety sidekick, Simi, go to a map and say, let's find a place where you can find a queen. They land on the map of the United States. They see a city in New York called Queens. And they said, this is where we will find a classy, sophisticated, intelligent woman to be your queen. Let's go to Queens to find a queen. And there, the movie takes off. He gets the queen. Here's the catch. Although Akeem is rich and royal, although he is, uh, he has wealth, he has, he has uh, prominence and prestige, he has inherited wealth when he gets to Queens he strips himself of all of his prestige strips himself of all of his royalty pay attention he lets go of all the stuff that he had in the country he came from so that he could become a regular common man so that he could experience real authentic love he didn't want to show up with all of his wealth and his riches because everybody that would fall in love with him would not fall in love with him for him. They would fall in love because he's wealthy and he's rich. I know no sisters are like that in here. I know we're not shallow like that in here. But but he stripped himself and Simi wasn't feeling it. He said, why are we living like this? You've got enough money to own this city and here we are living in a disinvested, impoverished slum in Queens because he wanted to lower him are y'all paying attention? He wanted to lower himself. He lived in the most disgusting apartment that they could find. And he got a job at a place called McDowell's. He's a prince now, but he's working at a fast food restaurant named McDowell's, which was a play on McDonald's. A prince is working at a fast food restaurant. And long story short, I'm trying to help you understand that I see some similarities between Prince Akeem from coming to America and another king that I want to talk about today. I know somebody else who left the royalty of their former country and stripped themselves of all of their prerogatives and privileges so that they could come to a world and help us experience real love. Are you following me? Stripped himself of all the glory. Stripped himself of all the privileges. Stripped himself of all the royalty so that he could relate to human beings. Lowered himself as low as he could lower himself even to the point of dying by execution on a Roman cross. And that's why when we start singing that song, he understands all about me. It's because the right of the Hebrew says we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities but at all points he was tempted like we are yet he was without sin y'all I'm not just talking about Prince Akeem I'm talking about King Jesus when he came to the world he stripped himself through an act of kenosis an act of self 
emptying and he lowered himself as low as he could and he knows exactly how you feel because he's felt everything in his body that a human could feel. That's why I serve him. That's why I worship him. That's why I'm sticking with him because I've been denied and so was he. I've been betrayed and so was he. I've been misunderstood and so was he. I've wept and so did he. Can I just ask you a question at the top of this message? Aren't you glad that you have a savior that can relate to all of your human emotions, all of your limitedness, all of your drama and trauma wait a minute I asked you a question did you answer I said aren't you glad you got a savior that can relate to everything we've gone through walked out of the royalty of eternity to come down to the slums of earth with crusted fickle trifling duplicitous people and he did it to help us experience real love. I like this text today because I see some symmetry between the movie coming to America and I see some symmetry in this text today that Paul writes about in the second chapter of Philippians. The context is Paul is in prison and he's writing to the church of Philippi that he helped plant and he's writing to them because they got drama in the church now, I, I know we don't know nothing about this in fellowship but there's drama in the church there are people at odds at each other and he's trying to tell them hey y'all y'all gotta be more like Jesus you've gotta embrace unity you gotta let go of all this pettiness and all these issues so if you read verse 1 through verse 4 he's telling them I just need y'all to get it together and then by the time he comes to verse 5 he says let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus Christ is not just somebody to be adored. He's someone to be followed. He never even said worship me. He said follow me because it's easier to worship him than it is follow him. But he deserves worship but he requires us to follow him. Let this mind that was in Christ also be in your mind. What are the lessons from coming to America? What are the lessons that are coming out of the book of Philippians? I'm glad you asked. The first lesson is this. It's a lesson on excelling in your identity it's a lesson on excelling in your identity let me warn you I'm gonna preach all of this whether you say amen or not in the movie he is a prince but he's walking around like he's a broke foreign student in the movie he's actually educated he's trained and he's walking around like he is a student he has power and he's walking around like he's broke and he gets a job at a fast food restaurant although he can probably own 10, 12, 20 of those restaurants but when you know who you are it does not matter where you work, what you drive or what you wear because your identity is not in what you own your identity is found in the one who made you the same thing happened with Jesus the text says think of yourselves the way Jesus did he had equal status with God but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. When you look at Jesus, when you look at Prince Hakeem, you see somebody who was in tune with their own identity. Can I tell you, that's what's wrong with a whole lot of us. We like titles, but we don't know how to grab a towel. We like to be seen, but we don't know how to serve. We like people to applaud for us, but if you live for the applause, silence will kill you. You need to know who you are. Is there anybody around here who understands it doesn't matter what I wear? I don't need a name brand. My 
brand is my name. I don't have to have a bunch of stuff. I don't need to live in a mansion. I don't need to drive a Maybach or Lamborghini. I believe in nice things. I can have nice things as long as nice things don't have me. My identity is found deeper and a whole lot of church folk will be free if you stop needing everybody else to affirm who you are. If you stop needing clothes and cash and creature comforts to affirm who you are. That's why a whole lot of us are broke right now. It's because you're trying to keep up with the Joneses and the grass looks green on the other side of the fence and what you don't know is it's not green grass, it's astroturf. It's not even real. You better learn who you are. And I like Jesus because when he walked in the world, Dr. Tara, he walked in saying, I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the door. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He knew who he was. So in the midst of people trying to tell him who he wasn't, he still knew who he was. And can I ask you a question? Do you know who you are? When you get a little bit older, when you mature, you don't need anybody to like you. You don't need anybody to agree with you because your confidence is in the God that made you. And I like people who don't need to be on the front row. They can sit in the back. I like people who don't have to sit at the head of the table. They can sit in the middle of the table because it ain't about me getting spotlight. Whatever spot I stand in, I light it up. And when you know who you are, do, can I just holler at 300 of y'all who can testify? I'm so glad I know who I am. I'm a child of God. I'm a king's kid. And I can shop at Ross, TJ Maxx, and Marshalls, and I'll make it look like Neiman's when I get through with it. It ain't about what I got on. It's about who's in me. And when you watch the movie, when you read this text, you learn it's a lesson on excelling in your identity, but not just you excelling in your identity. It's a lesson on embracing humility. Keep on reading the text. I like this right here. He had equal status with God. That's where we get the Trinity from. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Jesus was there in the beginning. That's why John chapter 1 says, in the beginning was the word. Y'all not ready for that. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling. Y'all reading this to the advantages of that status, no matter matter what not at all when the time came what did he do just like a king he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave he became human I'm talking about Jesus having become human watch it he stayed human it was an incredibly humbling experience before I preach this sermon, the Lord told me the church is going to get real quiet on this point, so don't even look for an amen. Somebody say humble. It means that everything's not about you. Somebody say humble. It means that when you walk in the room, nobody is beneath you, but nobody is better than you. Somebody say humble. I don't have to have all the attention on me. Humble. I, I, every conversation does not have to surround and revolve around me telling you stories about me, but I can be humble enough to ask you how you're doing and actually listen to what you got to say. Somebody say humble. And the Bible has the nerve to say God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. The Bible tells us over and over again that it's better to be asked up then you walk up on your own. It's better for you to be in the back and be invited up than you try to step yourself up by yourself. That's what a king did. He humbled himself. He was a king. He had royalty. But when he was in Queens, New York, he humbled himself. And I, turned, I told the first, uh, the first service that humility opens the opportunity for authenticity. 
Humility creates an opportunity for authenticity. If he had walked in flexing, if he had walked in with all his rings and all his fur and all of his riches, the woman that he found would have been enamored with the stuff and not his personality. But whenever you want to experience authenticity and find out who people really are, you find out who they are not when you're on the mountain, but when you are in the valley. Can I? I'm about to get real, real, real here. That's why Drake said no new friends. Drake was trying to say when you make it, it's hard to determine who's with you for you or who's with you because of what you have. But your ride or die who were with you when y'all had to share a quarter pounder from McDonald's and split a fry and get two straws. Your ride or die who could ride with you in your Hyundai. Ride with you in the car that would barely start and every time you got ready to crank it you had to go into the hood and ask some water where water don't even belong just so the car could start. And those are the people who show and reveal their authenticity. Can you thank God for real friends and real folks and real wives and real husbands that ain't just caught up in your stuff but they like your soul. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thank God for my friends. When I was at Morehouse, riding around at Morehouse, I had a 2001 Taurus, Ford Taurus. It was white, and, 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 and some of my lights were busted out. Bree remembers, and I was riding around clean with my preacher lane. Other of my line brothers, uh, yeah, other brothers had red Lexuses, and, and they had all this stuff. And one day I asked my line brother, let me ride with you. He had a red Lexus. He's from Houston, yeah. And I said, let me ride with you. It was clean. All the girls were ooing and aahing. And, and when I drove in my car, didn't nobody ooh and ah. I drove by in silence. Well, we went at Red Lexus, window down, top left back, and we riding clean. And, and one day he said, can you go with me to the mechanic shop? I got to get my light bulb fixed. And he said, yeah, I got to go in. I said, man, there's a place around the corner where I take mine. Uh, his name, Jimmy. Jimmy just popping in. He said, no, not in this Lexus, bro. And he said, and that bulb is probably like two, three hundred dollars. And I had just gotten mine fixed. It was twelve dollars. When he told me that his cost two, three hundred for a light bulb to be replaced and mine cost twelve dollars, I said, Lord, thank you for my Ford Taurus. Whoever likes me, they're going to have to like me for me. And I thank God for a real wife who would ride with me in the Taurus. Now I got a Lexus too. How? Huh? Because if you hang up. See, some of you women want him when he's already there, when he's already made it. You got to struggle sometimes to get to the success. You don't come ready made. You got to struggle. You got to sacrifice. You got to like them for them. And then when they make it, they'll never forget. That's why we call it ride or die. Ask your neighbor around y'all, you a ride or die? Somebody say humility. And this is a principle that I need us to get in the church because a lot of us don't understand humility. We, this is, our, our culture is used to arrogance. We're used to flash and flex and want to be seen. But can I tell you a secret about life? If you want to go up, go down. Ooh, that's good and tweetable. It's so simple, but it'll stick. If you want to go up, go down. It's too much arrogance in the church. 
How do you serve a savior who was humble and you don't know anything about humility? One day Gandhi, who was a Hindu, said, I like your Christ. I just don't like your Christians because your Christians are so unlike your Christ. What if Christians made a Hindu never convert to Christianity? What if you're the reason why nobody wants to know Jesus because the way you ostentatiously carry yourself. Y'all not ready for me today. Jesus humbled himself. You humble yourself. Humble. It's a lesson on excelling in your identity. It's a lesson on embracing humility. Can I tell you another lesson? It's a lesson on enduring adversity. Keep on tiptoeing through the text. I'm around verse 8. It says, he didn't claim any special privileges. Talking about Jesus in this Christ hymn. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life. Then it gets worse. And then died a selfless, obedient death. And the worst kind of death is that, a crucifixion. He, he humbled himself and he went through it. What I like about Jesus is the whole time he knew who he was. He knew who he was the whole time. They were spitting on him and putting a spear in his side and dismissing him. And he was castigated. He was betrayed. He was denied. He was wrongly accused at the hands of the Roman courts. There were preachers and religious leaders who even were assisted in his crucifixion. But the whole time he knew who he was. He got on that cross and started saying stuff that just sound weird. Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. You got to be mighty Jesus-y to forgive somebody who hadn't even stopped. Got up there, Father, into thy hands, I commit my spirit. My God, my God, why is thou forsaken? I mean, just up there talking to God the whole time. Three of the words he said out of the seven was he was talking to God. He knew who he was. And you know my favorite scene from the movie, uh, 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 Bree is, uh, yeah, thank you for making me watch it. My favorite scene in the movie is when, when Samuel Jackson's character runs in McDowell's and tries to rob the place. And uh, he walks in and I can't use all of the words he used. But he stuck up the whole shop. Everybody was on the ground. Run, ha! And they, on the floor hollering. And Akeem from Zamunda set straight up and while he was taunting everybody Samuel Jackson was taunting everybody with his gun he started unscrewing the pole connected to the mop he and Simi locked eyes because earlier in the movie there's a scene back in Zamunda where they're in training for martial arts so he wasn't worried when adversity showed up because he had training from another country In the movie, he twists the pole off the mop. And he stands up to Samuel Jackson and said, I would that you drop your weapon and leave the restaurant and leave these wonderful people alone. I can't tell you what Samuel Jackson said back to him, but he said it. And then Prince Hakeem says, I would ask that you refrain from using such obscenities. That means cuss words. In front of all of these people. And he said, you blank, 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 blank. He said, I'm going to give you a couple seconds to put the gun down or else I'm going to thrash you. Samuel, you going to whack me? And before it happened, doop, 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 he was on the ground. And Prince Hakeem was standing over him with that pole. He said, I asked you to put the gun down. See, when you got training from another country, you handle adversity differently. Jesus handled adversity differently. 
differently because he had training from another country. You and I got training from another country. So when people run up on you, they don't even know who they're messing with. You want to tell them you might want to back up because the way I fight is different. Y'all swing, I start praying. Y'all fight with hands. I will call on fire from heaven to come down. Matter of fact, when people start really bothering me, I tell my wife, I wish they leave me alone. I wish they stop taunting me. I wish they stop messing with me because I'm like an olive and whenever you crush an olive, more oil comes out. See, only when you mess with a child of God does some good come up out of that situation. What was meant for evil, I need some real church folk right through here, will end up working out for your good. Tell somebody, I fight different. I pray for my enemies. I do good to them that do bad to me. I will fast on you. I will pray on you. I will ask God to fight a battle for me. Tell somebody else in the chat, I fight different. I ain't got to cuss you out, but when I finish talking, you're going to think I did. I don't have to hit you, but when God gets finished, because I fight different, I, I, I fight different. No weapon formed against me will be able to prosper. Psalm 37 says, fret not yourself because of evildoers, neither be thy envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down. Somebody ought to give God praise that you got training from another country. Don't fool me right through here. All the stuff you've been through, you better turn up and thank God he gave you something to fight with. And Pope, the more I started thinking about it, all Akeem grabbed was wood and he won. And that's all Jesus did. He grabbed some wood and he won. I said he won because he got some wood. Now, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So you go to work next week and you deal with your family and you face that crisis and you face it with some godly confidence because God did not make you a loser. It's already a fixed fight. You got training in you. You have intelligence in you. You got expertise inside of you. You've got wisdom in you. You got some word in you. And when a Christian gets crushed, the word comes out. I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm done because... Can I talk to the fighters? Everybody else just keeps sitting there looking half asleep. Where the fighters? Where the folk that know how to grab Vaseline, take your earrings off, and you ain't scared of a devil, a demon, or a hater? You ain't scared. Somebody give God glory for fixed fights. You don't even have to fight that hard. All you got to do is show up. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I need you to tell somebody. I know y'all don't like talking to your neighbor, but you're going to talk to your neighbor today. You don't come to church. It's your fault. Look at your neighbor. It's a neighbor, whatever it is that you got to face next week. The fight is already fixed. Look up right and I say, greater is he that is within you than he that's in the world. Now unto him who's able to keep you from falling. You better grab a word. You better grab something that'll help you get through it. Weeping may endure for a night. Joy comes in the morning. I reckon that the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed. Give them any kind of praise because you're going to make it. Give them any kind of praise because you can get through it. Friday may kill you, but you're going to resurrect on Sunday. You're going to make it. 
You're gonna make it. I'm done. It's a lesson on excelling in your identity. It's a lesson on embracing humility. It's a lesson on enduring adversity. But you ain't got to sit down. I'm done. Lastly, it's a lesson on elevating into authority. Let me tell you how God shows out. Oh, he shows out. Jesus didn't claim any special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless life, obedient in life, and died a selfless, obedient death, and the worst kind of death is that, a death on the cross. I'm done. Verse 9, put it up on the screen. Because of that obedience, God lifted him high and honored him far beyond anyone or anything ever so that all things created beings on heaven and on earth, even those long ago dead and buried, will bow and worship before Jesus the Christ and call out and praise that he is the master of all to the glorious honor of God the Father. I know why you're not saying that because you don't understand that version. You want to hear the King James Version. And God has highly exalted him and gave him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, come on, help me here, help me here. Don't make me preach by myself, I'm tired. At the name of Jesus, every knee must bow, every tongue must confess that he is Lord. Akeem ended up getting a real woman. She got upset at him in the movie. Her name was Lisa because she felt he lied about his personality and she had to understand he wanted somebody to love him for him. And on the wedding day, he thought he was going to have to marry the one that barked like a dog. He thought he was going to have to marry the one. But when he lifted the veil to his surprise, his parents had given him a gift that nobody else could give. <laughs> Gave him a highly exalted gift of a real authentic woman. And that's what happened with Jesus. After all he went through, God gave him a name, which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, the same name they tried to spit on is now the name everybody's got to bow to. And can I tell you, if it happened for Akeem, if it happened to Jesus, here's the good news, it'll happen to you. And you're about to enter into a season where the people who stepped over you are gonna have to watch you bounce back. You're about to enter a season where God's going to lift your name in the right rooms. Lift your name to the right people. And it's going to be an easier, more successful season because of all you've endured with humility. He's got a name. That's above every name. You know, a few years ago, every time, this is graduation season, so a whole lot of y'all sleepy right now because you've been sitting up in graduations all weekend. And I don't know about y'all, but I go into graduation just to hear one name. I'm there to hear who I came to see. I just want to hear one name. I went to Albany State graduation, my cousin, Ayanna Kelly, and she had about 500 classmates. But I, I went because I just wanted to hear one name. Walked in there, sat through that whole program just to hear one name. That last Friday, this past Friday, my best friend, James Wesley Dennis III, became the newest initiator of the Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. And although the right lanes were open, he still went left. Yeah, he, he didn't join the one I think that Jesus would have been a part of, which is Alpha, because Jesus said, I am Alpha. But I sat up there. It ain't about me. I went to support my friend. He crossed, and I sat through the whole probate because I just wanted to hear one name. One him called his name. I just, I just was there to hear one name. Then I flew back from Columbia, South Carolina on Friday early, got on a flight at 4.30 a.m. because my goddaughter, Anita, had a dance recital yesterday here in Chicago, and I went there and watched all them little children because I wanted to see one name. We, we had to download the QR code in the program. Me and her mother stood there looking through that whole program. We flipped through everything else, through everything else, until we saw one name. 
And I woke up this morning about 5.30 a.m. Made sure I got to church early and on time. Preached already. This is my second time going for it. But I really didn't come up in here to hear you or see you. I came to hear one name. It's a name that'll shift atmospheres. It's a name that'll change your fears. It's a name that will shift your life. It's a name that can heal bodies. It's a name that can open doors. It's a name that can shift the atmosphere. It's a name that has changed my life. And some call him Wonderful Counselor. And some call him Mighty God. And some call him Prince of Peace. And some call him Everlasting Father. And I call him Wi-Fi when I'm disconnected. I I call him Google when I got a question and your granddaddy called him a bridge over troubled waters and your grandma called him a lily in the valley but is there anybody here that just came to hear one name because when you hear the name things get better in your life look at your neighbor I know you don't want to talk to him but talk to him anyway and say neighbor I got a name for you that you can call at midnight I got a name for you that you can call at the hospital. I got a name for you. You can call when you're grieving. Tell them I got a name for you when you're in between jobs. I got a name for you. Do y'all know his name? He was born in Bethlehem, preached in Capernaum, walked on the water, fed 5,000 with two pieces of tilapia and five red lobster biscuits. I got a name for you. He turned Deer Park into shattered Chardonnay. He turned Essentia into Pepino Sewer. He turned water into wine. Turn those water bottles in the yeah, mall back. He turned some things around. Do y'all know who I'm talking about? He opened blinded eyes and set lame feet free and went to Calvary one Friday and he died on Friday. But early on Sunday morning, I know who he is. And he got up just for me. Somebody call that name. Jesus and tell somebody can't nobody do me like Jesus can't nobody do me like the Lord so when life gets heavy when you feel like you're stripped of all your power when you feel weak and nobody knows who you are keep on praying keep on serving keep on forgiving because it pays to serve Jesus it pays every day it pays every step of the way though the pathway to glory may sometimes be drear but you'll be happy each step of the way is there anybody who's had some tough seasons you've been through some rough nights but look at you now back then they didn't want you now you're hot they all on you because God will turn your story around and the Bible says be ye steadfast immovable always abounding in the work of the Lord cause your labor your praying, your fasting, your giving, your serving, your singing, your sowing is not in vain. Look at somebody like they owe you $20 and say, get ready 
for your next chapter to look a whole lot better. I ain't preached like this in a long time, but I sure feel mighty good because I am a witness. It'll pay off after a while. Won't he do it? Look down your row and say, it will pay off. It will pay off. And when you make it, you better not forget the God that gave you a name the God that blessed you with resources and promotion you're gonna be able to testify if it had not been tell somebody look like they're happy I'm on my way up I'm on my way up I'm on my way up and I ain't gonna wait to shout I'm a shout right now while I'm struggling, while I'm waiting, while I'm anticipating, while I'm pushing through it, while I'm breathing through it, it's gonna get better. Somebody write in the chat, it's got to get better. I've been through too much. the testimony of a caterpillar the same people who walked over you one day you're going to fly by them so don't don't worry about being meek don't worry about being humble don't worry about being in the back don't worry about being unseen don't worry about being forgotten because everything you gave for the name of Jesus, you will reap if you faint not. Somebody ought to give God praise that you're on your way up. I'm sorry for preaching so long, but the doors of the church are open if you are able to stand with us in the building. <laughs> Lift your hands to God today. Can I just pray over you? Because some of y'all are in between seasons and you're waiting. God, I pray that you would touch. I pray that you deliver. I pray that you will hold them together until their change comes. God, somebody's in an in-between season right now, in-between jobs, in-between relationships, and they feel like they're missing out on so many opportunities. Help them to realize that you are the God that restores the years so there are no wasted years with you. Now, God, help us see a harvest so our faith can be strong and keep our faith strong until we see a harvest. But I know you're able. I know you're able to make it add up. We give, but you give so much more. We sacrifice, but you sacrifice so much more. Thank you for giving your only son so that we can have life, eternal life. God, today we give you praise, honor, and glory. Move upon somebody's heart. 
to accept Jesus in this house. I pray they come out of the north, south, east, west, the balcony, online. I pray they come give Jesus their life, the Jesus that knows all about it. Because he's forever worthy to be praised and followed. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Let everybody say amen. Amen. And amen. Welcome, my sister. Come on, we have one that's come. Come on, everybody. Come on. I'm waiting on you. If you need to come join the church, you need a family. Praise him. Praise him. Hey. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Jesus. Blessed Savior. Blessed Savior. He's Saved by grace. You in good company from the pulpit to the back door. 
If you need to walk out, young man, young woman, you, you're wrestling inside. You're saying, I need to walk down. I need a new start. But that's a lot of people. It's going to be a lot of people in heaven and hell. It was a lot of people at that party you went to too, but you were still up in there. I went to the Cubs game recently. There's a lot of people there too. There's a lot of people everywhere, but you still get what you need. And I want you to walk through all these lot of people and come on down here and shake my hand. More importantly, give God your heart. If you're online, I, I'm inviting you to know Jesus. He knows all about it. He walks with us. He talks with us. He understands. If you're here, man, woman, boy, or girl, walk out, walk out. If you're in the balcony, come on down so you can experience a new walk with Christ. If that's you, if it's not you today, we're going to celebrate Tisha because the angels rejoice over one. Yes, sir. Heaven just threw a party for you. You hear me? That's what the Bible says. Heaven just threw a party just for you. And we're excited. I'm going to sing one more time just to give somebody a chance. There might be wrestling. Come on, walk out. Tell that person beside you, walk with me. I'm a little nervous. Come on. God is God is Hope of salvation. Hope of salvation. Yes, he is. Yes. A strong deliverer. He's a strong deliverer. Yes, he is. In him will I always trust.
something about the name Jesus and we give God praise we're going home there's nothing else for us to do but give him praise <laughs> I, I wish I had a church that ever called that name at, during midnight uh, you, you were about to wreck your car and all you could say is Jesus stuff was so heavy all you could say was Jesus the, the pain was so bad in your body all you could say was Jesus I just wish somebody lift your hands in this house and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for your name. Thank, thank you for your power. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Come on, lift those hands and just give the glory to them. If that name won't move you, there is no name that should. Because that's the name that got us salvation. There is no name under heaven by which men and women can be said. Y'all stand up so we can get on out of here. Something about the name Jesus. We're leaving, we're leaving. Something about the name Jesus. It is. It is the sweetest name. Ooh. I oh, how I love. Oh, how I love the name Jesus. Oh, how I love. Oh, how I love the name Jesus. It is. It is the have you been blessed today? I know. Oh, how I love. Oh, how I love the name Jesus. You better learn how to call his name. Oh, how I love the name Jesus. It is, it is, it is. It is a sweetest name. I know. I know. Lift your hands to the Lord. I pray over your life today that you don't get weary. In a tough season, I pray you don't get weary in your tough season. 
I pray in some strength back into you that you will endure until the season changes. I need you to remember every winter is followed by spring. Every spring is followed by summer. And for those of you in the winter of your life, just hold on. Do what P.J. Morton said. Watch the sun. Things get better. God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for the 11 o'clock service. I thank you for our pastor emeritus. Thank you for Dr. Taurus, Princess Paris, Charles III, Grammy, and Grandma Gwen. Thank you for the whole family. Thank you for Carlton. Thank you, God, for the legacy of fellowship that's still growing. Thank you that we can still walk in these doors and feel your presence. 72 years later, we're still standing strong. And God, I thank you for the two that got saved today. And I thank you for those online that got saved. And now, God, would you send us forth in your peace, your power, and meet us with provisions. May we be just like our king. May we be just like Jesus. Show us how to embrace our identities, how to embrace humility, how to endure adversity, but how to be invited into places of authority because this won't always be like this we thank you Lord and now may our struggles keep us near the cross may our troubles show that we need God may our battles end the way we should and may our bad days prove that you are good we feel God that our whole lives prove that you are good dismiss us from this place but never your presence in Jesus name we pray let everybody say amen 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 listen if you're in the room be still one second if you're watching online, the, the movie next week is Toy Story 4. Go and watch it so you'll know what I'm talking about. Love y'all. Peace, peace. Online, online. God bless you. Listen, if you're in the room. Happy Sunday, fellowship. Listen, here's what I want to do. Just create Martin, some order in the room. I know you got to go. I know, I know you're rushing. News but I'll be standing in the Welcome Center to, to greet all those who want to shake my hand. But I'm asking that you come through the door to call, my right, your me, left, right here. Quiet, come in. If you don't want to shake my hand and don't have time, please use every other exit available to you. Be safe. Keep your mask over your nose and your mouth. Get somebody on your roll right now with that mask hanging down. Tell them pull that back up here. And you done cough two times and you done met your match. We already I'm just season. Have a great week. I'll see y'all next Sunday. See you for Refuel on Wednesday. Love you, Jenkins family. Love you. Thank you all. Have a splendid week. Jesus, 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 Jesus. And now we have the Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Call his name. Is it Savior? Savior, Savior. Said he's always been. Jesus!
Hey family, I pray you've been blessed by this message that God gave me. I hope you stay connected to Fellowship Chicago through YouTube, Facebook, or our website. Go to fellowshipchicago.com today and make sure that you stay updated on all of the great things that are happening on the ship. Until we meet again, may you be blessed by the power, the peace, and the provisions of God. Peace, peace.